You alone, groupie, and you enjoy your run. Back to take it easy, you're shooting a frag gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world that fights like run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the world that fights like run community. Welcome to the world that fights like run community. Matt. Hello. Sick. I know, mate. You, you sound it. You sound awful. I'm sick. But I'm going to be a trooper. You battle on. I'm not going to. I'm not going to mention it throughout the podcast. I'm not going to moan about it. I'm not going to make a big deal of it. I'm just going to be the professional that I am and deliver the same great service, mediocre service that we deliver every, every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 8, Episode Oh, Jesus Christ. 13, 14, 14, 15, 13, 13, episode 13. I'm sick, Matt. So it, <laughs> the, 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 the sickness is impacting my memory. You should have uh, mentioned it, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 8, Episode 13 of the What the Fuck the Podcast. My name is Rob. You, you've, just, you've just done that bit, Rob. You were human, say mine. But yeah, you didn't get around to saying my name is Matt. So I did it again for you because I'm sick. Okay, do it again. Which is it? What? Tell you I'm, I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> we're just trying to fill time, aren't we? Because we're, oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're discussing before the show that we've got like 20 minutes to probably fill, so we're just, we're just waffling on. Oh, but I was going to say, as opposed to that normal, high-quality, in-depth, valuable content that we normally produce in opening segments. Yeah. No. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 8, Episode 13 of the What The Fight Like Podcast. My name is Rob. <laughs> and I am Matthew. <laughs> Dance monkey. Um, yes, so we've got, regardless of waffle, 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 um, mm. the whole show is not going to be waffle, 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 though, is it, Matthew? It's just once, if people can stomach getting through the next 10, 15 minutes of us talking nonsense and me moaning about the fact that I've got a bit of a cold, um, there's a high quality batch of stuff happening thereafter just round the corner through the magic door on there the way is. down to Wonderland, isn't it? Why don't you show, tell everyone what's on the show today? Show everyone what's on the show today. Why don't you show everyone what's on the tell today? Hmm. That went a bit wrong, didn't it? Why don't you tell everyone what's on the show today, mate? You've, you've turned into me. Does giving you a cold turn you into me, though? Yeah. Mm. I feel yeah. thicker. I feel thicker and somehow shorter. I'm right here, Pa. Yeah, I know. Like, you make it out like I don't say this to your face anyway, all the time. On the show today, uh, we're talking about a little bit of how our week's been going uh, in running. Um, again, not bloody much. Um, an awesome chat with uh, an awesome athlete, uh, Nick Bester. Uh, an author, awesome runner in his own right and a great coach as well, uh, doing great things. Uh, part run chats with an extra special guest this week as well. Um, yeah. It's not you. It's not me, no. It's, it's website manager Mc Paul. So Mc Ben Mc Bemmer are here to tell them all about their partner chats. Uh, I've a bit travelling the country again. Uh, the roll calls and the thank yous, and I will I won't be there for that because I was uh, I was a bit busy uh, doing child child stuff with the uh, with the young one. So, uh, clarify clarify that quickly. I was looking after kids. There you go. Could have could have got weird. Um, it was your kid as well, wasn't it? To clarify that. 
He was. He was. Good. Right. Okay. Um. So, uh, moving swiftly on. Uh, yeah, great episode coming up. This bit, not so much. Um, tell me about your week, mate. How's running been? Hey, I haven't been out much again uh, this week. Uh, don't know why. Just not been, uh, not been up to it. Uh, plenty of cycling happening to and from work. Um, I ran with you uh, a couple of days ago. We did uh, a nice little long run, didn't we? Actually, an eight miler on uh, on Sunday just gone. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we, it was planned for seven, but we, we battled on and did, did eight. And I got a bit of a niggle in my in my foot, and it's, it still seems to be hurting now. So uh, I don't know what's up with it. I might have my shoelaces too tight, or I might just got a little knock. Um, so I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but just not really felt up to running, uh, doing long hours at work. Um, six six in mornings or six at night. I'm having to get up at half Ouch. four and stuff. Yeah, get up at half four, cycle to work, cycle back. So it's the long days. Um, I could probably incorporate a, a, a run commute into that, but I just after the long days, you just want to get home, don't you? So it's yeah. uh, it's tiring, but we 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 move and we we plod on and we uh, we we try to keep going. So uh, yeah, that's that's my week. I enjoy our run together. We got, had a nice little chat and got our first time we ran for together in a, in a few weeks, weren't it? Mm, since um, since Alton Towers, I think. Towers, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're good to do that. Um, and that, that's my week in running, mate. How's yours been? Similar. Um, don't know if you've. I've, I've not mentioned it because I've been trying to just like not make a big deal of it, but I'm sick. Oh. So yeah. Um. So I've uh, I've not really done a lot of running because I don't feel very well, and running out in the cold and wet is probably not the best hmm. idea. I think running on Sunday's probably what tipped me over at edge. Um, I was already teetering. It's been passed around the house for the last God knows how long. Kids have been giving it to each other, and Sammy's had it. And, a bit grim um so yeah that's that's hit me like if you listen closely you might even hear my child in the background coughing his lungs up he's currently asleep and he keeps coughing his little well yeah well yeah we were at um uh, we were at soft play with with you for his birthday last night weren't we and i'm pretty sure one of mine gave it to him so um (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome no you share my pain um (laughs) uh so yeah that's it and then I, i guess the other thing that you know, it's, 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 we've not done a lot of running. I, I, I don't want to no. make it into like a, a grim and dismal podcast. But apart from the the joking um, about me being not very well, we've also had um, some stuff going on in, in real world as well. A lot of people have have been asking after us and making sure we're kind of okay. The the the, the reality is that um, uh, Sammy's dad has been diagnosed with um, uh, an illness that is unfortunately going to um, mean. Uh, the end of his life mm-hmm. pretty soon um uh very soon in fact um and uh kind of has, has took over um he i wasn't sure whether to mention it to be honest because it's quite a morbid thing and then we've also we, we've already recorded obviously the chat with nick and the um the uh the the, the segment with the partner segment with, with ben emma and paul and that was all before we found out yesterday um so uh yeah it's going to be a bit weird that you're hearing me feel it sounding a little bit kind of morbid and um and 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 quiet now and um and then uh i'm going to be just talking like an idiot for the next hour but um it's not designed to bring anybody down and make anyone feel bad it's just um it's just a bit of a shit thing that's going on in life and if i if we are a little bit quiet matt's probably going to be taking the reins in terms of comms and, and reaching out to people for the next couple of weeks just while I'm going through all this and 
podcast episodes will keep coming like they always do. It's a it's a it's a release to me as much as a, as much as a job. So um, I enjoy it, getting a break from from um, some of the shit stuff that's going on in the world. Um, mm. But yeah, just uh, just if you're lucky enough that your uh, that your mum and or your dad are, are still with us, if this isn't something you've had to deal with already, maybe just uh, give them a quick buzz after you've listened to this and tell them you love them because yeah life is short life is short mate life is absolutely short uh but there we go but we've got good people around us like you yeah. and like yeah. um uh that, that that look after us and and take care of us so we we, we could be doing much much worse so we'll um, we'll just we move and we'll just keep plodding on and mm-hmm. and uh and and, and, and make like, yeah, like I say, you've got a lot of people around that, that, that care about you and, and, and are there for you if you need anything. And, uh, and there's a lot of people on the far like family that, that are the same that will reach out and uh, and give you a, a shoulder to cry on, if, if, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and yeah, it's just about sporting Sammy, to be honest. And yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, so that's that. Um, and my DMs are always open. Um, if people uh, uh want to talk about anything, and and I'm not talking about sort of to give me sympathy, but you know, if that resonated, if you've lost somebody or you want to talk, I'm I'm always about I'm always about to listen. Um, that kind of thing helps a lot. And I'm lucky enough that I've got a lot of people that I can do that with. If you maybe don't, then you can to me. So drop me up, hit me a DM. Um, on either my Insta or, or on the podcast one, and I will absolutely be, be available for a chat. Um, but one thing that we are doing, and perhaps even more relevantly and excitingly, is we're off to Blackburn 10K. We are, yes, exciting stuff. I mean, here we go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Whatever that could mean. <laughs> whatever that could mean um yeah me you and jay pizzle captain calves is coming yes. with us of course it's on his stomping ground well yeah. enemy territory of course he's a burnley fan isn't he so um and it starts and finishes in ewood park the home of blackburn rovers which if you're from anywhere outside of that particular part of lancashire you might not realize or care but it's actually a, a pretty big deal it's that that's 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 the derby that's they don't like each other do they Blackburn and Burnley in the old football. It's like Stoke and Port Vale. Nobody really gives a shit if you're not part <laughs> of the world. But Plymouth and Exeter. But uh, <laughs> but JP cares, so so we care by proxy. Yeah, um, uh, yes, yeah. It's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun time. I'm gonna wear. I don't, don't want to say too much, uh, but I think it, it might have been leaked by a certain time. <laughs> We don't want to say too much unless you're in any group chat on Matt's WhatsApp and then you will have been sent a photograph of what we're planning to do on Saturday because Matt managed to somehow pocket send a photo, that specific photo, to every single group in his WhatsApp while we were running on Saturday, on Sunday morning. You find new and more innovative ways to disappoint me every single week do you know that oh yeah i like i like throwing a banana skin in the works you say that's what it is yeah i do yeah very <laughs> clever to give you a bit of a power up mate it does yeah it does. Feel like a star. does it make you feel like a star oh god but there's but there's not much room in my head <laughs> Very good. Look at you. Just puntastic today, aren't you? God. 
Amazing. I've not even got anything to come back. I feel like you for once. Like when I go on one of my rants and you're just sat there going, I don't know what to say. This is like, I feel the other way around. I don't think I can beat any of those um, without that. ruining it completely. Um, there's been some hints dropped, hasn't there? I think most people know exactly what we're doing, but we're uh, just, just keep an eye on the old what the fart like socials on, on Sunday. A lot of people are running Percy Pud um in your in uh in sheffield just outside sheffield uh, a few guys running in other places around the country but uh but we will be at blackburn so if you can keep your eye on the old socials and we'll let you know exactly what it is what sorry i'm gonna put it out there now if we don't make the cover of one of the run through bloody thingies i'll be right pissed off with the I'm word gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna message him and be like yeah advertise me listen matt put us on there <laughs> Tiny Dancer put a lot of effort into this thing that we can't tell people what it is. That's another but, reason I've not run this week, because I've been busy making these bloody things. Yeah, I know, true, true. A lot of a lot of work a lot of work has gone into this. <sighs> um anyway, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have a great time. Uh we're going three of us. The kids are gonna be there, the girls are gonna be there, we're gonna have a laugh. Um <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Isn't it? And 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 because we're doing what we're doing and we're doing it for charity, um, it's uh there's no there's no pressure on time or pace or anything like that we're just gonna because i think i've not run blackburn i emceed it last year for run through but jp ran it and paul did and so did sammy and westy as well and um and and they all basically said it's a bit of a hilly course it's not it's not like hilly hilly but it's not pleasant you know what i mean so yeah the fact that we're gonna be doing it just for a bit of a giggle um and what we would ask is um the main theme of our fundraising, just to clarify, we're fundraising for Make-A-Wish. We're trying to earn £5,000 for an incredible cause. 60,000 children in the UK alone at the moment are currently living with a critical illness. Um, their lives impacted forever um, because of something that is absolutely out of their control, not their fault and not something that they can do anything about. Um, Make-A-Wish do incredibly important work to support them and their families to bring some joy, some respite, a little bit of happiness into their lives by granting them wishes. Um, They would love to support every single one of those tens of thousands of children, but they can't. Um, And so we are doing our little bit to try and help them help more people. And we're going to be fundraising all the way to April. We think £5,000 is very, very achievable. We're already well over a quarter of the way there. We've passed the £1,250 mark. We're going to keep on going. What we would always say, we're doing all these little mini challenges as we go. One of the big things that's going to take uh, probably main event stage is that JP is doing his four at 40 challenge. So 440, they're the themes. Um, he's turning 40. He's doing two half marathons and two marathons in a five week period. It's going to be really intense for him. Um, we're there supporting him. I'm at London with him. Matt's at Manchester with him. But uh, Paul is going to be at London Landmarks half of him. And then we're all going out and doing Sheffield half marathon as well. It's going to be a massive, massive couple of weeks. What we're saying is if you enjoy seeing us doing something stupid all these little challenges we do along the way if you um even if you just enjoy listening to this podcast you know if you've ever thought to yourself you know what i love this podcast i love getting involved in the community i'd love to give a little bit of something back we, we will never ask for money we will never take money from you for our own gain but what we would say is will you buy us a pint and because we are um 
uh, in the right in the midst, clearly, Matt, aren't we? Very importantly, of doing our marathon training, we're not drinking very much. Um, we're not drinking very much, like we didn't pour rum in our McDonald's Coke last night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the point I'm making is very long drawn out point. If you enjoy what we do, if you enjoy one of our challenges, then we are asking you to buy us a pint, four pound forty. £4.40 should buy you a pint of beer in most English pubs. Um, if you uh, donate £4.40 to our Just Giving page, uh, if you enjoy what you see us do on Sunday, we would appreciate it very much. Thank you. Yes. Um, and there we go. That was the, that, 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 that was the official bit out of the way. <laughs> and what a, what a fine job you did. I completely forgot that we poured rum into Coke. McDonald's Coke cups last night. <laughs> How have we still got that? That's just that one from Bogner. How did yeah, that... it was. It was just it was in the back. It was because we were watching the England game, and I, in my head I was like, I really fancy a beer. I think we did, and, and we just had. I don't want to keep dwelling on it, but the news that we just talked about earlier in the show, and it was like, I fancy, I fancy having a beer, just um, drinking to Graham, and um, we didn't have any beer, so the only thing I had in my cupboard was this bottle of rum from March that was half drunk. So. And we couldn't drink it neat, so we had a Mackey's, didn't we? And yeah. <laughs> ended up drink, drink first fifth of it, Matt, and we'll top it up with rum. Uh, good times, good times. <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah, they're the things you live for. Sitting in your house with Matt, watching England, drinking rum out of a paper cup. Um, <laughs> uh. When you put it like that, it sounds a bit shit, doesn't it? Right, okay. Um, We've been uh, gas bagging for easily 20 minutes. Um, I think we need to get over to some of the main events of the show, the main event of the show, which is Mr. Nick Bester. Before we do, uh, should we find out how Statman John's getting on? Yes, mate. I love these now. He's warming to me. He's warming to you. Mm. Have you had a chat to you more about him? Have you softened a little bit? Have you thought maybe uh, m- maybe grease some wheels? No, I'm just letting him woo herself, and uh, she might, she might come, she might not. It's just, I can't, you know, you can't, you can't force love, can you? You can't hurry love. You can't. You just gotta wait. <laughs> Very good. Uh, right, let's go listen to SMJ. Hello, lads. Hello, ladies. Hello, Emma. Wink, wink. Wobble, wobble. Shake, shake. Twerk, twerk. How you doing, love? Anyway, how are you all? Hope you've all had a good week. Um, I have. I'm feeling very festive. I've actually got a very, very busy uh, month ahead of me, uh, especially on the 24th and 25th. Uh, can't tell you why, though. That's top secret. So, on to this week's advert. Um, I've been sent one of these. Now, they are mouthwash of the future, it's called. Um, so, it's an aphrodisiac mouthwash flavor oysters and don't you worry rob it's vegan not sure how but they've done it so um usually it's 50 pounds don't know if it's because it's black friday or what but they seem to have a lot of stock so they have done a real good deal and taken it all the way down to five pounds that's this week only with the discount code of statman john loves oysters that's not actually true but anyway um so yeah i'm seeing that's mum later uh she doesn't know i i just know where she's gonna be so i'm gonna turn up and you know try and pretend it's accidental <laughs> uh, so i'm seeing her later so i thought i'll have a go with this and uh hopefully she'll fall in love with my breath once more um 
So we've got a review here. Let me have a look. <coughs> From Positive Lassie. Oh, wow. I'm excited to try. She's given this five stars. Let's see what she said. Uh, she said, fantastic cat. Kept the sun out while I was on holiday. Um, holds sweat well and great colour choice. Really recommend. Um, well, that's all good. I think that reviews for something else, my love. But um, I'm glad she's found a hat she likes. So let's not waste time. Let's give this mouthwash a go. Everyone ready? It's got some here. Oh, well, there we are. It says you can spit or swallow. I just, oh, that's got a really strong, it's got a really strong, really strong after, really strong aftertaste there. I just bet. Um, Oh, God, you can get any of these at your local Argos. <laughs> I've just got to get through this. I'm holding on. Oh, God, it's coming out by friends. <laughs> I need something to wash this down. Let me have a sip of this mouthwash again. <laughs> oh, God, I can't stop. So is it is it mouthwash flavored oysters or oyster flavored mouthwash? <laughs> God knows, I haven't got a clue. I don't know what's happening anymore. Mm. I can kind of see why your mum left him now. Yeah, if you've got breath like that, then yeah, Jesus Christ, who wants fish breath? He's not having the best time of it, is he? Bless him. Listen, um, Statman John, keep fighting the good fight, man. We, we're gonna have to get him back in the studio next series, I think. Yeah, yeah, I miss him. These adverts, these adverts are brilliant, but I miss him. <laughs> oh, we'll figure it out. Listen, we're going to get over to Miss Nick Besser in just a second, but um, roll call, of course, is coming um, <laughs> at the end. Uh, but it's already been recorded, as I alluded to before. Mm. Um, a couple <laughs> came in a little bit late. Go on, sorry, what you said? Sorry, you, you you recorded that. Did, did you? I know you said not mentioning it that you're ill, but did you mention it in that that you were ill? Or? I don't mention it once. I am such a little trooper. Like you, you wouldn't even have realised that I was sick. Like I hid it incredibly. Nice. Like yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. Oh. I think you'll be. I, th- I think you'll be proud of me too. Nice one. Um, so yeah, just a very good, uh, Dave Body, good man, Dave, Bong and Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he wanted to shout out on roll call. Um, at Kirsty, um, she's done a 30 day challenge, she's done amazing. Uh, those guys took an awesome picture, uh, down on the south coast, down in Bogner this weekend. It was, uh, they were on, um, it was, uh, Skeleton Crew, wasn't it, down in Bogner? Because, uh, Jack and Neil and uh, who else? Uh, Byron and and all mm. all the tone zoners. They were off in Benidorm, living it up, weren't they? But uh, Kirsty and Dave were holding the fort down at Bogner Park Run, and he wanted to shout uh, Kirsty out. And then we did have another one. So our good friend Di, uh, the Scottish contingent, um, wanted to shout out Angela. Um, they did put it on the group chat. So Angela's having a tough time at the minute. She's just lost to Dad quite poignant given the conversation that we've had just a little bit earlier um angela if you're listening like yeah 
uh, I hope you're okay. Um, can certainly relate to some of the things that I'm, I'm sure you're feeling at the moment. Um, Die just wanted to send some fart like family love. I know those guys got out and run together on you. That meant a lot to both of them. And uh, and, and certainly echo that sentiment. Sending you lots and lots of love, Angela. Uh, hoping you uh, uh, you and your family just, just, just thinking of you. I know there's nothing that you can really say. Um, just thinking, we're all thinking of you and, and, and we're here if you need anything. Mm-hmm. And there we go. And that's that. So th- they were the two. We would have done them in roll call, but like I said, they came in a little bit after we recorded. Um, so now we need to get over to Mr. Nick Bester, don't we, mate? What what a chat we've got coming up here, eh? Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome chat. And I love his accent as well. It's brilliant. I was doing accents last week. In fact, yeah, I was doing accents last week and uh, who called me out for it? It was Neil Marshall. He said, he said I didn't, I didn't realise I was Welsh, he said. Because obviously he's, he's Geordie, and he's from up there, up that, that, that northern way. And he said, up there? Up New, Newcastle? Newcastle. Yeah. He, he said I was speaking Newcastle, but he said I, I was Welsh. I thought your Newcastle accent was pretty good. Hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. you, ironically, your South African accent was dreadful. I know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not the best at all. Dreadful. Mm. Um, so should we go and see a pro do it? And by pro, I mean an actual South African person. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, how, how quick is Nick Bester, though, Matt? Like, before go we go on. over that, how quick is Nick Bester? Ra- he's, he's rapid, but he's humble about it as well. He's, yeah, he's, mm. he's, the, the fact, I mean, he tells it in his story, but he, he, he was more proud of a, of a PB that he got that was further up in the, in the, in the time zones than he were when he got Lower, lower down in his in his uh, running career, um, but he, he tells it a bit later. He tells it in the story anyway. But yeah, he's super awesome chap, uh, great guy and a, and a great coach as well. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Or awesome. like I couldn't even imagine running as fast as he does. But yeah, re- really happy he found the time to chat to us. Really inspiring stuff. Just enjoy it, and we'll be back with some uh, with some. <coughs> Sorry, Matt. Just the sickness was rising in me. That's it. That's a disturbed song, isn't it? Get up, down with the sickness. Um, should we go and chat to Nick Bester? Yeah, man, let's do it. Right then, you guys. You know that I love an introduction, but I'm not sure I guess this week particularly needs one. I will try my best anyway. An absolutely awesome athlete, a two-hour 20 marathon runner, running coach and founder of his own running club of some 170 fellow running fanatics. He describes himself as a passionate runner, striving not only for self-improvement, but to help as many others as he can along the way. We're going to cram in as many of his words of wisdom into the next 30 minutes, along with finding out all about his running story, his biggest achievements and his plans for the future please join me in welcoming to the podcast jack penfold's favorite runner mr nick bester nick how are we doing today man uh, rob thank you so much that was an introduction and a half um i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm better after that intro so thank you very much for that i always say this it, it starts strong so then you can't judge me if it goes downhill from there <laughs> um uh, super happy to have you on man thank you so much for taking the time i know you're a busy busy dude um loads to talk about uh, not sure how we're going to squeeze it into 30 minutes but we'll try our best and i'll stop flapping my gums in order to achieve that so we start these podcasts these these chats don't like to call them interviews in the same place every single week so i know you've got a storied running history but do you mind just telling everybody a little bit about how you first got into running how did that journey start for sure, for sure. So it started in 2014. Uh, well, actually in 2010. 2010, I decided uh, when I was supporting an ultra marathon in, in South Africa called the Comrades Marathon. It's um, it's an 89 kilometer or 90 kilometer race. 
Um, and so it's basically two marathons plus a park run, let's say. Mm -hmm. And I was supporting my parents-in-law doing it. We woke up at uh, three in the morning to to go and second them and support them, which I thought was completely crazy. <laughs> in those days, I was only going to go into bed at around one in the morning. Mm -hmm. It was in the student days, as you do. I actually didn't really have a, a running background um, at all. So yeah, I was quite upset to have woken up at three in the morning to support a running race. And um, yeah, I suppose when when the first runners came through um, after standing in the cold and the dark, half asleep. Um, I kind of like got the sense of like goosebump feeling all around in a way. And I was like, this is amazing. Wow. I have to do this race one day. Um, it's just incredible. And, you know, that's kind of the first time that it struck me that, wow, I, I actually, you know, really think I could potentially enjoy running because seeing what these people are doing is super inspirational and, um, who knows, I wonder if I can do it myself. Let's, let's give it a try. So uh, she was my girlfriend at the time. It's now my wife, Taryn. We committed in 2010 to doing Comrades in 2014. And um, in the blink of an eye, 2014 came around and we thought it's a 90K race. We need to train properly. You can't just wing it as I was doing most things in life at that point. <laughs> I was winging pretty much everything. Um, and yeah, we started training for it. I then did my first marathon uh, about six months before. And my first marathon, I finished in three hours, 17 minutes, and it was super painful. I think I'm still scarred to this day. Um, <laughs> the reason why is because my longest run was, I think, a half marathon, um, and I'd done one in the build and one further than half marathon distance, I think about 25Ks. So it was a complete shock to the system the last 10Ks. You know, I try and educate a lot of the runners that I coach, um, especially the novice runners doing marathons for the first time that that last 10Ks is where it truly counts. But I wasn't educated back then mm. and I found out the hard way. Uh, but hey, it's how you learn. And I thought, you know what, um, 317 was decent given the shape I was in. And I didn't know what to expect. And uh, I think I took a few other runners around me by surprise because they were like, wow, that's a pretty decent time for someone that hasn't trained. Have you been doing secret training here? And then I was like, no, like that's what I did, you know. I remember chafing all over my body. Literally, I ran in like a pair of tennis shorts pretty much. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then from there, I thought, you know what, if I train a bit harder, maybe I can improve. Um, so I trained harder. And uh, the next marathon I did, I was able to do a sub three hour marathon, which was cool. And um, yeah, pretty much every marathon since then has, has all been under three. And I'm, I've still got that mentality to this day of if I train a bit harder, maybe I can improve. And uh, at the moment it's working. So yeah, I feel like I'm still far from peaking, um, which is great, but the margins are getting tighter. The training's getting tougher. Uh, but so the mind's also getting tougher and the body's able to handle it. So yeah, I've, I've always kept that mentality from day one of if I train just a little bit harder and, and have another year on the legs, maybe I can improve. And every year I've been able to knock off around five minutes off my marathon time. Mm -hmm. I know that obviously is not going to continue forever, <laughs> but um, I've been enjoying it and I'm enjoying it while, while it lasts. So yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. And um, I was able to to thankfully do a lot of pbs this year in pretty much every distance and hopefully more of the same actually no let's be positive definitely more of the same in 2023 so yeah i can't wait to, to just embrace what's to come yeah absolutely and and it's, it's interesting because you know talking about 
you know, diving straight into a distance like marathon almost for, for, from a standing start, um, as you said, and, you know, posting a time that to a lot of people is absolutely mind boggling. Did you have like an, I know you said you weren't a runner historically, but did you have like an athletic background? Did you play like team sports or anything like that? Or, or was this just like pure untapped kind of potential that you realized, oh, actually, I'm pretty good at this? Well, you know what? I've, I've always had like long legs, and people always said you'd be a pretty decent runner if you took it up right, one day. Okay. Um, but like, I was actually big into tennis um, back in high school days. Um, the school I went to, I actually got a scholarship or bursary for tennis. So tennis was my life, and um, I've always loved sport, lived for sports pretty much. It's pretty much the only thing I watch on TV is sports. And yeah, then I did do one season of athletics in school. I did 800 meters when I was 17. Um, and partially because I was quite competitive and there was a, a fellow tennis player that we were, we always would lock horns, go head to head in a tennis game. He was doing um, inter-house athletics that day. And I thought I have to race this guy and I have to beat him. And, um, but all like friendly competition and, um, yeah, he was actually a, quite a decent runner, but I, I think just because I was so stubborn and I really, really wanted to take the win there, yeah. uh, I was able to out sprint him the last hundred of the 800 meters from there. I made the team. Um, and then I realized, oh, wow, I'm, I'm a half decent 800 meter runner. So I did do one season of it. Um, I was kind of that person that like, I was terrible in training but I had, I was decent on race day. I think for a race like 800 meters, if you have a bit of adrenaline and a bit of nerves, it, it, it can help you for, for 800 meters for sure. Uh, and you can get away with a bit of lack of training, but obviously we know when it comes to marathons, um, there's nothing quite like that. But yeah, I did do a little bit of running, but that was 17 and then I ran again when I was 24. So everything in between, I'm kind of trying to um, undo the damage at the moment and re, re, remold, reshape the body for what's ahead. Absolutely, but but somewhat of a of an athletic base to start with. Um, tell me a little bit then about how that journey progressed, because you know you said yourself maybe maybe naive, uh, regardless of, of of how great that that time was that first marathon. You know, you went into it without maybe the the training process and 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 doing all the optimal things that now as a coach I'm sure you will be telling the people that you work with to do. Um, how did that journey progress? Was was the kind of like. Uh, I don't know, like a, a key moment or something that happened that changed your approach to to your marathon training blocks that that really kicked you on, or has it just been a case more about every block uncovering something new and carrying it forward with you and 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 you know improving gradually from there? Um, you know what, there definitely was, and I think it was uh, when I moved to London. So I'll tell you why now. Um, because I was doing comrades in my early days, so when I was 24, 25, 26, I did three comrades marathons. And um, I was based in South Africa then, and that was pretty much what you did when you were a good runner. You either target in South Africa two oceans or Comrades Marathon. Okay, now a lot of South Africans are targeting Cape Town Marathon, which is amazing. Um, but back then it was kind of like all the, the decent runners would target the ultras because that's just what you did in South Africa, and that's what a lot of runners do. The ultras yeah. have a lot of tradition and a lot of respect um, for those uh, races like Two Oceans and Comrades. And basically that was just the thing we did, right? Yeah. So running 90Ks is completely uh, not normal, but we were surrounded by so many runners that were doing it. So we were like, oh, it is normal type thing. So we're doing sort of marathons every other week. So I was around, caught at the 255 marathon mark, but um, I was able to do that consistently. Uh, but my 5K speed was pretty much nowhere. It was 
similar to my marathon speed because I was just doing ultra marathon training. And um, in my first three years, it was just running. There was no sort of like strength work, core work, mobility, uh, like not much interval stuff. It was literally just training for comrades marathon. Um, but I didn't know any better. So I obviously, if you do that stuff, you do improve, but you'll improve at a much faster rate as soon as you start doing all those extra bits and pieces and adding in proper structure to your training and stuff like that. So I did that and that was the thing and I, I managed to improve. Um, in my last comrades marathon, I did a 6.28, which I came 74th overall. Yeah. Um, thanks, which I was really, really happy with. And then we decided to move to London from South Africa. And then... I came across actually with a bit of an Achilles niggle. I've always had a, a problem with my left Achilles. I've just had to manage it throughout my career, let's say. But um, I worked for a, a bank that got uh, entries into London Marathon. So it was, I think it was February and um, someone pulled out and they said, there's an extra entry if you want one. Um, so I was like, wow, I can't turn a London Marathon entry no. down. So... I got a London Marathon entry. I hadn't really done much training like at all for the past sort of five months. Um, but I was very used to running in like hot and hilly high altitude in Johannesburg. I think Johannesburg is like 1,600 meters above sea level. So the marathons there are tough. There's not that much support, um, but that's what I was used to. So I just did a quick little like few week crash course, got my London Marathon entry. You know, my Achilles played ball and I did London Marathon. Previous to that, my PB, my PB for the marathon was 244. And I did London Marathon uh, in 2.42, wow. but I was in no way, shape or form like uh, like uh, able to do that sort of time. So yeah. that really took me by shock. I, I, I started with a fancy dress costumes right at the back <laughs> and um, literally, I think for the first 35 Ks, I'm not even joking. It was a, a case of weaving around people, hopping on and off pavements, going around you know, fancy dress telephones and post boxes and all these things. And um, yeah, that, that was, that was pretty cool. Cause I was like, wow, this is quick. Like this is, I've never experienced anything like that. Like there were people the whole way. I couldn't believe it. Cause the only place there wasn't people was under the bridge. And I was like, there was rows of people. I, I had my name on my vest that day as well. Everyone was screaming and I kind of just ran on adrenaline from start to finish. I actually still get goosebumps thinking about it now. And then I was like, I ran that and I didn't even feel that tired. And I, I was hoping to break like 255, you know, I was quite in touch with my running. So mm. to go 242 uh, in that sort of shape was like, wow, okay, I need to train for this guy. I need to train properly for London Marathon because this is the fastest thing I've ever experienced compared to the South African races. Um, and that was the moment I realized, you know, I could do a lot better. I think had you told me back then that I could do a 220 one day, I I would have laughed and said, there's no ways. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think since then, uh, I've been in London for pretty much six years now. It's been, yeah, almost about five minutes off, off the time progressively year on year. And uh, that, that was a true eye opener for me um, and just made me realize exactly what these marathon majors are all about, how special they are. And if you train properly, just what you're capable of, because like in a marathon major, like London Marathon or Berlin Marathon or, or any of the others, the way those crowds get you going, you can always find an extra three, four, five percent. Whereas the races I was doing previously, they didn't have that sort of support. So, uh, yeah, it just lifts you so much. I live for it. I thrive for it. 
Um, I, I published a YouTube video of uh, me having a good time at, at London Marathon while a person I coach, Anya, absolutely smashed it. Yes. And uh, yeah, that was actually just, you know, me enjoying the crowds and being completely normal. Like I loved it. And when I look back at that footage, I was like, wow, I don't know if that's normal or a little bit crazy, but <laughs> ultimately it was just, yeah, a good day out. And pretty much I have that uh, adrenaline, even when I'm racing all out, I just obviously don't go as crazy because I want to conserve a bit of energy and, and try and focus, which is my weak point because I'm easily distracted and, you know, get excited when I see crowds and people and stuff. But um, yeah, that was a really, really breakthrough moment. And I think one other breakthrough moment where I consider kick kickstarted a lot of PBs and got me to where I am today was I was trying to break 17 minutes for 5Ks for mm -hmm. ages, for like uh, probably like two years. I just got closer and closer and closer. And I live in a, an area um, which was quite close to Tooting Park Run in London. And I just felt like that was my home park run. I need to break 17 minutes there. So I probably could have done it on a faster route or yeah. in like a proper race or a track race or something. But I was like, no, I'm going to go here every week until I break it. And it took me ages. And eventually I, I did, I think it was like 16.58 or something on my birthday. And that was like the best feeling ever because I tried so hard for so long. And that was a barrier I never, ever knew I could break. And um, my 5K PB now is 14.34. Wow. But honestly, when I broke 17, that was like, the feeling was just unbelievable. Almost better than when I broke 15 because I'd worked so hard for it. And that sort of like triggered some some PBs to come. So yeah, it's strange that I could pin, can pinpoint breaking 17 and running 2.42 in my first London Marathon. But mm. those, those are the standout things that really triggered my love and passion for the sport and to put in the work for, for what has, has come since then. Well, it's interesting because it kind of segues nicely into the next question I was going to ask you. You mentioned about how when you got that place in London, that was through your your work. That was because you were still working in in finance. You were still out in 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 the shirt and tie job, as we like to call it. Um, yeah. You've you've then your life's moved on a million miles from there, isn't it? And I think that it's interesting hearing you talk about these key moments where you realize just how much hard work can mean to you when you achieve the goal that you ultimately have been trying to achieve. Were these also pivotal moments that took you to make the decision to step out of that shirt and tie job, he says with her quotes and moving into the, the things that you've done subsequently. And, and I'm talking specifically about the coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very good question. You know what? Uh, it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but I think, what I've learned in running, I've learned so much that I've been able to portray through the rest of my life. So I think, and and obviously I publicize a lot of it and a lot of people can see the hard work that goes into it. And just by working so, so, so hard and working now even harder than ever before to reach those new levels, um, just makes it all that rewarding. So what it's, what it taught me pretty much is that like nothing in life comes free. And you know, you need to work your absolute ass off to get anywhere and then you need to work even harder and then maybe good things will come um but that takes time as well so look when i was in the i was a i was a private banker and in the corporate world for 10 years i've been a full-time coach now for just under two and a half years but it's absolutely crazy because i feel like the last two and a half years has been my life and i can talk about the last two and a half years for like two and a half years, <laughs> but I can only talk about this 10 years for like five minutes. Um, and you know what? I think I was, I was always built for call it 
this life and I was, you know, even when I was working in the corporate world, I was seen as the runner guy. I think my marathon time was sub, I, I had broken 2.30 um, while, while being a banker and a lot of people just came up and spoke to me about running all day, every day. Obviously, I can speak about running all day, every day. Mm. I felt really guilty for the people around me because the people in my team weren't passionate runners at all. And they 100% definitely not listening to this podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, I kind of felt guilty because everyone was like, this is run, 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 run. And, and I, I literally spoke about it all day. So it, and naturally, I think it was always a matter of time before it happened. It was kind of just like a, a question of when. But to be honest, I I was so in my comfort zone um, in the corporate world. And it's not like I disliked my job. I actually, I quite liked it. I liked the people. I liked the environment. I just really thrived off, you know, helping people, getting mm -hmm. people to improve, found that I was pretty good at it. And um, I suppose it started about three months before I went full time into it. So it really, really, really like progressed quickly in the beginning and then obviously there were quite a few hiccups in the first six months pretty much the start of lockdown and uh a few, quite a few of the the runners that i was coaching lost their jobs and obviously running coaching is a bit of a luxury so yeah. i kind of you know risked it for the biscuits put all my eggs in the basket and i felt like it wasn't really paying off for the first six months it was super tough to be honest uh mm. it was really like if i think back to the time that was probably one of the hardest times of my life because I truly believed it would work and I knew I could make it my full-time job. I just needed, you know, time and more of a reputation and stuff like that. Um, but thankfully I got a few lucky breaks. I stuck with it. Um, you know, a few sort of like social media influencers joined, which um, helped me because they were publicizing it just naturally. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of the people that I was coaching started coming through and doing well. So that was good, good advertising in that way. Um, and then, yeah, from there, pretty much, I suppose the rest is history. But I remember the first six months being super hard. Uh, but once I'd got through that phase, I was obviously learning a lot as well. Then, um, yeah, I haven't, haven't looked back since. And, yeah, it's amazing how two and a half years feels quick. But if I think about where it was then to where it is now, um, it's been one, one hell of a journey. Yeah, incredible. And how does it compare? I mean, as somebody who is, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, an elite athlete who's posting times that are absolutely incredible. How does that feeling compare to crossing that finish line yourself, knowing that you've shaved that time off a, a PB that you've worked through an entire marathon block to, to seeing somebody that you've pushed, maybe from more of a standing start, maybe somebody who was earlier in their running journey, somebody who didn't have the experience or, or, or the foundation that we talked about earlier in the chat that you have how does that feeling compare to, to to seeing them achieve those goals whatever they may be that's also one hell of a question and a, a very good one so you know what i i always say like one of the, the sweetest thing in the world is doing a pb like it's amazing and mm -hmm. you know pbs don't come around all that often especially when you've been running for a long time and you you need to enjoy each and every one of them because you don't know when it's going to be your last one and when you've missed target times and goals and gone through rough stages and rough times in your life and running's pulled you through and then you achieve those PBs, that makes it like a hundred million times sweeter. When you achieve it the first time, it's sweet, but when you put in all that other extra work, it's amazing. But the one thing that beats you doing a PB, honestly, is helping someone else do their PB. And I think people that have other coaches or other runners that are in this position, and have literally guided someone um, f 
from you know their early running days to where they are now or you know it's helped someone work so hard and they achieve their pb that's just like incredible i don't think you can beat that and um especially when you 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 know you develop a lot of close relationships with the runners you coach they're almost like become your children in a way yeah. <laughs> and uh it's like you know sometimes i just think i wish i could run the last few k's for you or <laughs> i just wish i could do this for you do this for you and you're watching on tv and you're watching that tracking app someone that you've been coaching for two years and worked with closely and you know you know exactly how they're feeling what they're going through so so that's amazing i think when it's in your hands it's obviously up to you and on you but when when someone else is doing it you just oh man it's like i just want to help out as much as i can but uh yeah it's amazing when it when it pays off and i think one of the biggest things is is when they relay that happiness to you and you know it just means the absolute world to them and you know you actually played a part in them ultimately ultimately they did it and they achieved it but you played a massive role in helping them get there and um, that feeling is just just so incredible, I must say. Yes, amazing. And I'm very conscious of time. It's absolutely flying by. I can't believe we're over 20 minutes into chatting already. Um, I don't want to leave the, the conversation without talking about Berlin, the most recent um, uh, uh, race that you took part in and, 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 and goal that you're working towards. Before I do, though, just, just very quickly, in the interest of time, you've set up um, uh, Best Athletics as well. Um, was that just a continuation of what you've just spoken about? So the fact that the coaching brought you that kind of joy and, and you had that reach to support and help other people, was was the club a, an extension of that? Was it just the next logical step in terms of how can I spread this reach further and impact and influence more? Yeah, yeah. So pretty much it went like this. So I was coaching um, quite a few people at the time that weren't part of running clubs. I was coaching quite a few people that were part of running clubs. That was fun. And a few people wanted to be part of a running club. So I thought, you know, why not register one myself? So the first thing I did was reached out to, you know, fellow coaches in the industry and asked them, do they have they started a, uh, like an officially England registered running club? And a lot of them said, no, you don't do it because it's pretty much impossible. Um, there's like a whole lot of admin that goes into it and it's really, really tough. And I thought, you know what, let me make it my goal in life. I'm going to be a man on a mission and I want to register a running club. So yeah, I pretty much got a group of people together. You need like a constitution committee meeting, stuff like that. And uh, we made it happen. And then we registered Best Athletics, um, which was officially registered only in March 2021. So what's that, a year and a half ago. Um, and that was originally for coached runners to be part of a club. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, things are changing every day in my world, let's say. And uh, I realized a lot of people wanted to be part of the club, but didn't want to actually, like, couldn't afford coaching, let's say. Yeah. Coaching is a bit of a luxury, but they wanted to be part of this community and this club. And Best Athletics is sort of like a new age club. So there's like a whole lot of like discount, brand, uh, discount codes with brands we've partnered up. There's an app um, and there's like a whole bunch of, of, call it like pretty cool new age things. So um, I separated the two and uh, yeah, that was actually one of the best things I ever did because I know a lot of people are joining as members and a lot of coach runners uh, are coached that are, are part of different clubs. So it really complements each other well. And uh, yeah, just high level numbers very quickly. Um, so registered that a year and a half ago. And at the moment, um, today we registered member number 251. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Obviously I see it daily, but when I talk back about these numbers, it's it's insane. So 251 members at the moment. Um, oh. And then under the coaching um, 
under the coaching brand, there's five coaches now, five of us, uh, which is amazing. And then there's 195 uh, runners that, that we coach between us. Wow. Um, and yeah, pretty much growing daily. So, so very, very cool. I don't know where it's going to end up, but uh, it's awesome and it's working. And I just want to, you know, keep going and help as many people as I can. Yeah. And sometimes, man, just enjoying the ride and letting it go organically is, is the best strategy. And it's it's absolutely awesome to see all the uh, the white and blue vests that are starting to take over races up and down the country. Um, let, let's not let's not finish then without talking about your most recent endeavor. So you were on a mission, weren't you, this year uh, to get to Berlin? Um, world major, amazing race. I think everyone who runs it says that it's something very, very special. Um, you were after sub 220, weren't you? That was the goal to break that 220 mark. Um, didn't quite go to plan on the day. Um, tell me a little bit about the experience, though. Tell me about kind of how it went, what went on, what your feelings were coming out the back of it, and and kind of how that's propelled you on to, I guess, the, the plans that you've got moving forward. Yeah, sure. So, you know what? That that Berlin race was honestly something special. I think if we just rewind a little bit to um, my spring marathon that I targeted mm. this year was Rotterdam. So I had a crack at 2.20 there. Uh, I ran 2.20 in 59 seconds. So mm-hmm. I was pretty close-ish. I went out a little bit too hard, uh, hit a bit of a wall and just couldn't hang in for the sub 2.20. Yep. But that, that was a four-minute PB, which I was super happy with. Um, so the next obviously logical step was to to try and break 220 so you know what i absolutely loved the build for berlin it was awesome i was doing like a sort of like an eight week journey on my my youtube channel which I, and i'll do the same for civil marathon um, that's coming on the 19th of feb it was really cool uh, it felt like it was easy i think a lot of people not easy but it felt like it was easier having a, so many people supporting and um, you know, just getting into the into the the training that I was doing, and um, yeah, I really felt like I had a good chance. And I think you know what, had things played out differently on on race day, um, who knows what could have happened. But at the same time, I had the most incredible race. Like it was such a weird feeling because I had the race of my life, but I didn't achieve my goal in actual fact, having finished in 2:20:08. So I kind of like let out this huge roar of frustration because, you know, I'd been visioning it for, for so long. But at the same time, it was a 51 second PB and I couldn't have asked for much more. So, yeah, the, the way the race went is that I was always going to go for a negative split strategy. So take it out a little bit more cautious first half and we were a big pack. Um, and then after 25 Ks, I was I needed to make up about a minute, um, which is quite a lot of time at, at that speed. Yeah. yeah. So it was now or never. So I made a break and I was hoping, you know, one or two people from the pack would come with me. Um, especially Matt Fox was was in incredibly good shape as well. He unfortunately um had a few hamstring issues uh on the day. So so he didn't come with me and it was kind of solo city for the last 17 Ks. And um I just felt you know, it's so much easier when you when you have someone next to you. Uh, you. You work together. You're pushing each other. You're thriving off each other. When you you solo, it really makes it like a little bit harder. But I thought, you know, I was overtaking a lot of people. It was motivational, and I thought, okay, cool, I can get there. I can get there. And I was making up a lot of time. Um, I never wrote the split times down on my arm, which I was meant to. I just mm. completely forgot in the morning. My GPS was obviously a little bit out, so I knew it was super close. But the way I was feeling, I was feeling like really good, and I was like 
I can't feel this good and miss it. So it's it's on, it's on. And then I was I was picking up. I went um, up until 35Ks and I had made up some really good time. Then 35Ks, I had like a little bit of a wobble. I was like, okay, now things are getting a bit serious. There's mm-hmm. 7Ks to go. And I kind of slowed down for 2Ks subconsciously because I wanted to put in a big last 5Ks. Um, so those 2Ks, I lost about, call it 10 seconds. And in the last 5Ks, I literally gave it my all. I picked up the last 2Ks I did in 3.13 a K. Um, my overall average was 3.19. So those were actually my fastest 2Ks. Oh. But I really believed. I was like, I can taste it. It's here. It's here. It's here. And uh, I realized when you go under Brandenburg Gate, um, that famous gate before the finish line, it's mm-hmm. 352 meters to go. I had, I needed to be going under there in 18.45. Uh, 218.45 and I went under 219.00 and I knew in my heart I just knew I was like it's impossible to make it up but I still put in a sprint finish as quick as I could have and uh, yeah the clock was just ticking a bit too quick so finished in 220.08 and I think why it hurt so much um, is because I truly believed for you know the last 17k's chasing it and uh, the eight weeks and the build-up to it. But yeah, I, I walked away, honestly, still super happy. I loved the whole process. Like the result would just be a bonus and it was a PB. And like I said, you've got to celebrate each PB. And um, hey, it gives me another opportunity to go for it in Seville next year. So uh, I'm definitely not going to train for just 220. I think I'm going to train for maybe like 218.30 or something uh, because these few seconds mess with your heart, man. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. some some days, honestly, it's like almost like, I don't know, going through a relationship, uh, a relationship breakup. Sometimes you're okay. Sometimes you're not. Uh, and sometimes I'm super happy. And then sometimes I'm just like, are you joking? Could I not have found nine seconds over 42.2 Ks? But yeah, no regrets. And uh, it was the best I could have done given that day. Still pretty, pretty incredible if you ask me, mate. Um so i mean we've rattled through time and 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 a beautiful way to curtail it with a a message of let's get on to the next one um you've already mentioned about kind of plans for the coaching and 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 the uh, and the club is just to let it grow organically see where it goes future world is your oyster kind of job um see what happens you've talked about severe uh, severe as as the next kind of goal from a marathon perspective is there anything either personally for you from a running perspective or from the wider i guess what you would now call your brand uh, running perspective is there anything else in the future that that you've got in your mind of yeah that you can share with us of course i don't want to give away yeah, any yeah. secrets um anything that you like that's what i'm focused on and that's what i want to get to or is it just a case of one marathon block at a time and getting too severe and, and moving forward from there no 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 for sure so um you know what i i've got no secrets so so there's nothing i'll hide i think as far as the club and coaching goes um i'm going to keep that as is it's really it's growing naturally organically the vibes are incredible people are super supportive and i love it i just hope it stays that way always i'm sure i'm sure it will um so yeah that's sort of like just growing organically and it's just awesome to actually be a part of and witness um as far as personal targets go so i've i say i'm more of a marathon runner but in actual fact, my my 5K PB and my half marathon PB are rated much better than my marathon. So, yeah, interesting. We've not even talked about it at all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, so my well, my 5K PB is 14:34, and my yes. half marathon is 66:19. Wow. Um, that was a Cambridge half last year, uh, not last year, this year. So, I ca- can I even call myself a marathoner if um, 
you know, it's not rated as highly as those. <laughs> so there's only one way to make that right, and that's to, to put the, the marathon time in line with that. So I thought, you know what? Um, well, first of all, I'm expecting another little baby on the 1st of April. April Congratulations. Thank you, another little girl. Um, and I thought Seville Marathon is the 19th of February. That's six weeks before. That's enough time to, to build and do a marathon because I can't be targeting an April marathon because obviously, like, that's just not going to happen pretty much. So, yeah, so that's why Seville. And I know it's it's one of the quickest around. I think there's only 34 meters elevation gain over the 42Ks, which is just ridiculous. And um, I think last year there was about 70 people that went sub 220. So hopefully I find a little pack and can tuck in and, you know, can work together with Matt Fox once again. Um, but before then, I'm actually targeting a sub 30-minute 10K, which is pretty much three weeks from today. So I think, you know what, it's – I wouldn't say it's a long shot, but – it's a very, very high target that I'm I'm going for. Uh, and I feel like things need to go perfect. So I've trained really hard since coming back from, you know, party season, let's say. And uh, that's what I'm going for in three weeks' time. So it's pretty much operation, get comfortable at three-minute Ks. And um, at the moment, I wouldn't say it's too comfortable. But there's a little bit of time. And, uh, yeah, I really got to back myself and believe if I'm going to stand a chance. So, so hopefully I'll give that a good crack. Well, if anyone can do it, then I'm sure you can, sir. Um, and uh, based on when this is going out, so we'll probably be about two weeks' time. So we'll be about a week out from that 10K attempt. People want to give you a follow and find out just how you did. Uh, just a little, just a little bester is the Instagram handle. We'll, of course, pop that on the socials. I'm sure most people follow you. And you've got an absolutely massive social media following. Um, you've got the the, the running club. Um, Instagram is best.athletics. I've also got here that people can also get your website at justalittlebester.com and bestathletics.co.uk. That covers pretty much everything, doesn't it? Is that a round robin of how people can find you and follow yeah, you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's there's the YouTube as well um, and Strava if people want to catch me there. But uh, yeah, you pretty much covered all of it off. Good man, good man. And I'm sure people will uh, keep a keen eye on how you get on moving into 2023 as well. So thank you so much for your time today. Really, it's absolutely flown by. I can't believe we've been talking for 35 minutes. Um, before we leave, before I let you get back to your evening, uh, any anything we've not covered, anyone you want to shout out, mention, um, anyone you're working with, anything at all before I let you go? Um, no, I think we covered it all. Of, uh, it was really, really cool to chat to you. Time flew. And um, yeah, really looking forward to to the release of this. Thanks so much. Yeah, good man. Thank you for your time. Awesome, Rob. Hopefully, I'll see you around soon, okay? Uh, ben and Emma. Hello. I'm Hello. Oh, Rob. I don't, I, don't know anybody, I don't know if anybody's told you, but I'm, I've, I've been soldiering through the first few segments. Don't let my silly disposition in that Nick Bast, pre-recorded Nick Bastard chat fool you. Uh, I'm, I'm sick, but I'm, I'm soldiering on because I'm a trooper. But uh, yeah, I'm not very well. Are you... Uh... Are you holding your nose right now while you're talking? No. no, no, no. I am absolutely putting on the fact that I'm talking like this a lot. But <laughs> um, but no, I'm not holding my nose. It's just, it's a skill. I'm holding my breath a bit. <laughs> what's, wrong, what's wrong with you, Robert? I've just got mad flu. Man flu. Man I've got flu. mad flu. I've got a bit of a sore throat and my head hurts. I but, do uh, I do hope Sam is waiting on your hand and foot. No, she's not. She told me to get over it. What? Does she not realise how bad man flu is? I know, I know. We've had an argument about it, but it's fine. Sleeping on the couch, out of choice. <laughs> Good choice. In protest. No, I'm sleeping. I'm not. We're not having like marital problems. I'm sleeping on the couch because I'm, it means I can prop my head up.
<laughs> no, and not get like and not be coughing as much. But yeah, anyway, that's irrelevant. I've already talked about this with Matt in the previous segment. So, uh, Nick Vesta, guys, you're gonna have to take over from Max. He's not here. You're my even coier co-hosts than normal. Um, what did you reckon? Yeah, good one, Nick. I mean, what what an athlete. He's uh, he's beyond fast. We actually saw him um, in London when we were waiting for Jack, and that's come through. Uh, we saw him just gliding through, and what a what a brilliant runner! Really strong, really fast. Trains really hard. He's got a great great coaching group uh, under him, and some of his athletes are, are right up there with him. And uh, many more will be there over the coming years, I'm sure. And yeah, and I'm sure Jack really really enjoyed the interview. Yeah, I'm wor- I'm worried about Jack. He after listening to that, someone needs to check on him. Um, you, you know, you mentioned something to me that we were running when we were talking about Nick the other week, and I think the thing that that stood out with me, you were t- telling me about the London thing, um, mm. is that he seems to like when you've got the, like elite athletes performing at that kind of a, a space, which is absolutely phenomenal, mind-boggling to even think about. Um, yeah. uh, they're they're often like they're in the zone, aren't they? You know what I mean? They're really like honed in, and they're like a metronome. Nick always looks like he's having fun, like even going at that pace. He's geeing up the crowd. He's having a good time. He's all about the experience as much as the race. Um, it's pretty impressive. He must expend a lot of energy with his, uh, with, with with that kind of positive attitude. But he still manages to knock out those times. Just one of those observations. Yeah, when when he ran past us, he was uh, filming some content for his Instagram. I think. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. You know, just thinking, how can you run at that pace and just be, you know, just gliding along and just filming it and just just loving it not even struggling with one little bit that was a week after berlin as well was it am i right in thinking london i think they were close together i think it might have been the week after and he'd gone to berlin and run like 220 and then he was pacing that um was it anya cullen he was pacing she did amazing as well didn't she then and he paced her around it and again even she looked like she was just kind of jogging through it and she ran an incredible time of like 2.34. I know she wasn't jogging it. She was putting her effort in, but... That was only about eight miles in at that point. Yeah, but still. And and they, they came in in an incredible time of like 2.30 something, a low 2.30, I think. And yeah, brilliant. Good on them. And uh, yeah, one day, one day we'll be there, Rob, won't we? We'll be... Absolutely. Go on. You're, 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 you're the, uh, in the absence of Statman, John, you're uh, Statman Ben. Um, what what pace what pace am I running at to get a two nineteen? Oh God, probably about five fifteens or something. Easy, easy. Yeah. yeah, we can blast it out. Let, let's have a nice twelve week training. We'll be <laughs> on his heels. We'll be there, will we? I I, I run two hundreds at five fifteen pace. <laughs> if I, if I'm lucky, like the first like four will be at five fifteen pace, and then I fade. So yeah, I can I can run two hundred just. Just just the other twenty six point one miles. You just gotta start piecing them together or piece them together. Absolutely. Yeah. Easy. Um, easy. Easy. Right. So listen, nope. we've got we've got Parker and stuff. Nick Best is amazing. We know. Uh, great chat. Really happy. Glad he came on in his busy busy schedule. Um, we've got some partners stuff to talk about now. Obviously, you guys have come on and replaced Matt as my co-host. So in a weird way, we've got to replace you guys as the co 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 hosts. And uh, we alluded to it last week because, of course, you formed an, uh, another formidable trio, as you often do at Parkrun. Uh, you were Mukbema at Parkrun last week. And we said, didn't we, we were recording, where have we got bloody Paul on? Um, so we've rectified that. And Paul, 
Paul's here. How are you, Paul? Hello. I'm doing all right, thank you. How are you guys? I don't know if you know this, Paul, but I'm sick. Oh, he's sick. Oh, yeah. You're up. You're uh, sick. I've, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really ill. I've, I've, I've not been talking about it a lot because I don't want to like make a big deal of it and um, kind of make well, it you're all very humble, me. Rob. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just, I'm just soldiering through and getting on with it. You know what I mean? Trying to, trying to just, just get on with it uh, for the greater good. Um, uh, how's it going, mate? You're right. Yeah, doing well, thank you. All good. All good here. Good. Good to have you on. It's been ages since you popped on, isn't it? It's been, um, well, been a series or so, I think. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Long overdue. So you're going to be helping us out with a little bit of uh, parkrun segmenting. Um, how are we going to do it, guys? We've got a different dynamic. It's weird because Matt's not here to make fun oh. of. What are we doing? Um, who's going who's gonna, uh, to... i tell you what. I'm just going to like wind it up and I'm not going to put a specific name on it and you guys can just fight amongst yourselves who gets to talk because we're dead professional like that so tell me where you went this week mcbama i i think we need to put uh mcpaulie on the spot and uh, i want to know where we went on saturday paulie on saturday we went down to hinkley uh down near leicester and we went to hastings high school uh park run which was um really good down there so it's a um, short trip down the m1 for us what was the reason for us going down there? The reason was for me and uh, Emma to get our Fibonacci number 34. So it was another one for me and it was for Emma to get the last of her Fibonacci's. So uh, Fibonacci hunting down to Hastings High School. Woo! So, Love it. So Emma has now completed your Fibonacci, haven't you? Finished it. Congratulations. Did it, give, did it give you a real sense of accomplishment, Emma? It, it just just kind of happened, you know. <laughs> just, just yeah. yeah. We, um, we scoped it out about a month or two ago as coming up uh, as the potential to complete it. And she took one look at the course description. She's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then it took until about three weeks before. And I said, come on, we can complete your Fibonacci. And she just, oh, sod it. Go on then, we'll do it. And come on, Em, tell them how, how, I mean, the course was electric. It was so good, wasn't it? Tell them all about it. Well, I read the description on the page and, you know, it's a, it was, what, an hour and a half drive for us. So this, it's basically at a high school, round the school field. Uh, so you do a small lap of the just the school field. Then you go round the field again round the school in a really windy, tight path, sharp corners, uh, and do three big laps of the school and the field. And I read it and I just thought, do I really want to complete my Fibonacci, mm. that one? I, I just... <laughs> but, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna, it sounds shit. Like, shit. Do you know what? I, I thought it was going to be shit. I really enjoyed it. I have not done any form anywhere, anything close to cross country now since I was like early teens or maybe younger at school. And that was the closest thing I've done to cross country. And I actually really enjoyed it. It was, you started on the field, you ran about hundred meters straight ahead. You took a right turn and you're going down. I say down. They, they, they said one side was headmaster's hill. If you're from, the Yorkshire region. It wasn't a hill. Um, but anyway, so you run down the field and at the bottom they have an area which they call the swamp. 
So we listened to the first timers briefing. How good was he, Paul? By the way, the first timer briefer. He was really good. He was really enthusiastic for it. He put a lot of effort into it. Put a lot of that personality into it. He was really going for it. He loved it. He had a he had a little hand drawn route map on the on a massive board, um, and they they named everything Headmasters Hills up this side, and the swamp is down that side, and the bit through the school was called the Monaco Street Circuit. Uh, and he's like, down at the bottom, we've got the swamp. If you keep to the left, you're all right. But otherwise, it's a bit boggy down there. So me being me, I, I wanted to go and check that out before the run just to see how boggy it really was. So I, I went for a little warm up. I jogged all the way down and had a try. And uh, yeah, it was pretty boggy. It's pretty boggy. But uh, yeah, so you get to the bottom, you go around the swamp and then and it's got like a really sharp dip as you get to the bottom as well. And the guy said in the pre-briefing, he's like, just be careful because we don't want to see you ending up well. No, he said we do want to see people sliding down on their backs. Then did he? Did he say that, Paul, or am I imagining that? Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, he quite understand it. But yeah, he did say that. He said yeah, and the faster you go, the muddier you're going to get into it. So yeah, yeah they wanted it. just to go for it like wood on a normal cross country, and it's like just running around a school field. <laughs> it's not the most cross countryest of cross country, is it? I don't think. No, no, not really, but it was the closest thing I'd done for years. Mm. So you see, you run through the swamp, you come up the other side of the hill, and then it's left into the school grounds. And it's basically one minute you're going right, next minute you're going left, left, right, left, right, left, right. And it's just really tight. But it was really good because they had marshals on some of the corners, and a lot of them had cowbells. But this one little girl, she must have been 10, was playing Baby Shark on a recorder. And that was great. Very cool. Just running around a, a school ground and some little girls blasting out Baby Shark. It was uh, really cute because you could tell she was having to really concentrate mm. on the notes, even though it's the same notes over and over and over. Brought <laughs> <laughs> back school memories of learning to le- learn to play the recorder again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But fair play to her, committed to a craft. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I I just set off and thought I'll have a nice like faster pace run because I was barcode scanning afterwards so whenever I'm barcode scanning I have to kind of put a bit of effort in just so that I'm not coming back after everybody mm. else finishing um so I had a, I had a nice uh, speediest kind of as fast as you can go when you're having to basically stop and turn blind 90 degree bends all the time um and you and you and Paulie ran together didn't you yeah that was lovely because I didn't know Paul was coming because Ben likes to wind me up and just you know just tell me that paul's not coming and then paul turns up and i enjoy it every time so because <laughs> so, i was thinking oh, i'm gonna run around this field four times on my own i can't be asked i was really sleepy my hours at work have been all over the place so i was nodding off while ben was driving and then i got there and paul appeared so i'm like oh i've got somebody to run with this is gonna be so much better now mm, and absolutely yeah can we just point out like Ben has a running joke that he just tells you people that are coming aren't coming. What's what's the foundation of this, Ben? What are you trying to accomplish? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. There is a bit of backstory. So a couple of times we've been Fibonacci hunting. Uh, I've always asked Paul if he's coming as well. Uh, and it's kind of privately but not intentionally private. And then I'm I'm forgetful with a lot of things and I just forget to tell him. And then I think you messaged me on Thursday or Friday, didn't you, Paul, and say, oh, are you, are you still going to haste things? I'm not, I can come down now. So the first thing that goes through my head is, yes, great. See you there, Paulie. P.S. I won't tell Emma. It'll be a surprise for her. Um, and we're driving down, driving down. And I, I said to her on Friday night, I said, have you found anywhere nice for breakfast yet? 
So I was thinking, well, Paul's coming. We need somewhere nice for breakfast. She goes, oh, we've got an hour and a half in the car on Saturday morning. I'll find somewhere. So what does she do? She falls asleep in the car on the journey down. <laughs> and we we get down to, to the school and we park up. I'm like, have you found anywhere yet? She's like, no. And I said, oh, well, if Paul was here, you'd have found somewhere nice by now, wouldn't you? Two seconds later, there's Paulie. Yeah, because you've got parts yeah, in a yeah. different car park as well, don't you? Like, there's a separate one near the school, like, entrance flat where the volunteers can park. And I got just shoved into the, the normal school car park. So Ben messaged me saying, oh, we've parked up on the roundabout. So they were like, crept up to the car, opened the door, and then was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love this weird, weird three-way thing that you've all got going on. It, it, it boggles my mind, but it is adorable. Um <laughs> Wonderful, so, wonderful. Um, uh, tell me about... Great. Um, yeah. and, but, but, and we hadn't decided on a breakfast, but we spoke to Mr Enthusiastic, the pre-run briefer, didn't we? Yeah. And we said, you recommend... So tell him tell him what he was like. Well, you know when somebody describes all the directions to somewhere for you? Oh, and it's too much. It's, it's too much. You always lose it around the fourth left, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah, because he, he said, if you go left, and then you go right. I'm thinking, all right, yeah. And then you go on. And then you go another left. And then you go right here. And I'm thinking, just tell me where it what it's called, and then we'll put it into Google Maps. <laughs> yeah. And do you not aware of technology, sir? <laughs> well, we, me and Paul were talking to another tourist after the run, actually. And this guy was like talking about different part runs and going, oh, well, I fancy this one, but I don't really know what would be the best way to get there. And I just think, why don't you just put it in Google Maps? Like. Mm. <laughs> gonna get his AA roadmap out to figure out. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say. He was an older fellow, bless him, so maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah, and he was down visiting friends as well, aren't he? Like he asked us, oh, are you, are you down here visiting friends? We're like, no, just here for the park run. Yeah, he's like, did so you just come here to run this park run and go home? And I'm like, well, after breakfast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just here for the breakfast. breakfast. I'm only here for breakfast and Paul. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's pretty much all she's there for. Um, very good this week isn't she paul wink wink all right <laughs> they can't they can't see you winking right anyway um t- uh, tell me more about breakfast then are we moving on too quick to get on to breakfast or is that a nice segue given the fact that you keep saying breakfast uh yeah go on let's go for breakfast i'll let Emma and paulie tell you about it because uh I'm, i've just got to go and sort dinner out quickly Byron, <laughs> the oven's gonna beep so he's running away bye ben um, what what did you end up getting paul for breakfast so we went to a place called, was it called Taporo Lounge in the centre of Hinkley? Taro Lounge? Was it Taro? Like Taro Lounge or Taporo Lounge? Something like that. But it's in the centre of Hinkley, so this bring, guy had like mentioned bring, it. Bring, bring in the accurate professionalism as always, guys. Carry on. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we knew it was in this like shopping centre called like, the Crescent or something. And as we're walking up to this Crescent, we're looking like lost because Google Maps wasn't particularly accurate for it. And this woman came up to us, she's like, are you guys looking for the gym? Because they're there in his like shorts and his hoodies. And we're like, no, it's looking for breakfast. <laughs> are you guys looking for the gym? What are you trying to say? Are you saying I look like an athlete? Or are you saying I look like I need to go to the gym? <laughs> yeah, we're looking for breakfast. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, love. So we weren't far from we just around the corner of this place, uh, like tomorrow lounge, and yeah, we went there, got seated, and yeah, it's because it's part of some like um, some bit of a, like national chain. Uh, I've not been to one of these before, but it's got quite a decent like big uh, menu on it. Does all the like the breakfast, the pancakes, uh, and I had something similar to like an eggs Benedict uh, type thing. Uh, so nice like two poached eggs on like toasted muffins. 
Uh, but I thought that's not going to be enough, so I chucked a bit of bacon and a couple of hash browns on it as well, just for good measure. Just to... So so what you're trying to say, Paul, is you basically had a bacon and egg McMuffin meal. <laughs> Pretty much, yes, just a classier <laughs> version. Okay. <laughs> just, just check it. <laughs> Yeah, and Ben went for the like the full like English breakfast of uh, as ever. Of course <laughs> it looked pretty did. decent as well that one breakfast look. In yours, you had an interesting one as well, uh, didn't you? You had some. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like Miami brunch, and it had uh, some sweet corn and cheese fritters, uh, poached eggs, avocado. It had all sorts in it, uh, but I added hash browns because I thought if I don't, I'm just going to be upset. That Everybody else has got hash browns. So. Yeah, learnt from Ben's hash brown mistake yeah. a few weeks ago, didn't you? It's yeah. So, oh, and he had mayonnaise this week. Uh, yeah. yeah, he got his squeezy bottle of Hellman's on the table, so he was happy. I think that confused the guy who said, "Do you want any sauce with that?" And Ben said mayonnaise, and I think he was thinking that's the last thing I'd have expected you to ask yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, May- like, really? Why? Did I miss? Here he is. He's yes. back. Captain Mayonnaise. So was your massive breakfast good, Benjamin? My art, amazing. Full English, black pudding, hash browns, beans, sausages, bacon and mayonnaise. And mayonnaise, brilliant. And an accent thrown in as well, uh, for good measure. You think we can't do it without Matt, but there you go, we've we've got Geordie Ben. Um, Good, (laughs) so breakfast, breakfast sounds exceptional. Uh, much better than McDonald's. Five uh, K app. Obviously, we had some. Um, we had Fibonacci's all round, except for Ben, who's already completed his. Anything else exciting happen? Or any purple sign picture escapades? Was there a purple sign? There was no purple sign uh, because it's event thirty four. They just they can't get flagged. Yeah, brand new. But the flag was like um, in a picnic table at where the kind of uh, parasol would be. And we were like, oh, it's a bit high up that. So they, they said, oh, I'll get the volunteers. We're like, get on the table. So, yeah, we were stood on the picnic table getting those pictures. Very Trent good. High school in the background. Ben was very specific about what he wanted. Of course he was. Course Did a good was. job. Did a good job, yeah. Liked yeah. it. Yeah, no no, con- no, no photo controversy. Photoversy. No. I told him to come again next week. Not that we'll be there next week, but he might think that now, but... Uh, there you go. You've, you've made his life for six days till he brocks up and you don't show up. Correct. Yep, absolutely. Um, on the far cap, I did get the uh, uh, position bingo as well. Position nice. 57. So Very another good. one. Very good. good. So well happy with that. Tick it off. Tick it off. And, and any sign of Richard Hammond, Ben? No, no signs of Richard Hammond. Have you hey. made positive contact with Richard Hammond? Saving him for, I have communicated with Richard Hammond. Richard Hammond is aware that on December the 17th, I will be at Heaton Park. Um, what a so, segue. What a segue. Do you see what I did there? I'm a pro. Even when I'm sick, Ben, I'm still a pro. Oh, well, there you go. You, you learn, t- you're 97 t- episodes in and you, you're learning. Well done. Just, 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 about, just about getting it, yeah. To be honest, I feel like it's easier when Matt's not here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, like I, f- I feel like I spend a, l- I spend, I expend a lot of my mental fortitude making sure that Matt doesn't say or do anything stupid or wrong, and uh, and when he's when he's not there, I can I can spend. I'm like a peacock. Yeah. Got, got, got to let me got to let me fly, Chief. That's because we're so professional, you see, that we don't, exactly. you don't have to worry about us. Exactly. We've got Paul on. Paul, Paul was Paul delivered the line like a news reporter at the start of the segment. Absolutely mm. amazing. Matt can't even say his own. He can't even spell his own name. 
No. Um, uh, so yes, we did segue, but then we ruined the segue by talking about the segue for about three minutes. So let's let's reverse engineer that, um, and let's talk let's talk a little more about Heaton. Another reminder for Heaton, Ben. Uh, yeah, Heaton, that's coming up on the 17th of December, which will just be that'll be a fortnight on on Saturday, won't it? So, and when this podcast goes out, it's just over a fortnight. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Anybody that's coming would love to see you there. I'm also probably going to have some little cakes made. Um, so it'd be good if anybody who is definitely coming could just drop me a message just so I have enough cakes for everyone that's coming. Um, any any allergies or anything, let me know because uh, I'm sure I can get them made with or without certain things in. If you're allergic to stuff, I might even see if I can get you a vegan one, Rob. I'll just have a hash brown, mate. Don't worry. Okay, yeah, sound. <laughs> I know my place. I'm easily bought. I'll stick some uh, vegan icing on a hash brown for you. Don't worry. Yes. Um, and yeah, so if if anybody is definitely coming and they and they want a cake, just just drop me a message and just say, and uh, I'll make sure we accommodate for all. Um, and yeah, looking forward to it. Hundred hundred different venues, and then 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 all the excitement's going to go, and I'll probably fall out of love with part run. No, you bloody no. won't. <laughs> that will never happen. Six or seven lined up in a row already. So I was, I was about to say, you've already talked about how organised you are. You've already, you were, you get oh, before we started before we started recording. You've already given me a full rundown of every part where you're doing until New Year. Yeah. I think you're gonna. I think you're fine to be honest, mate. Um, okay, good. But yes, Heaton Park, we're gonna be there. Uh, if anyone's thinking I want to come, but I've got the kids. We've got the kids. And your kids can't be as bad as ours, so your kids won't be the worst kids there. So bring them. Um, and no excuse. No, no excuse. Mm-hmm. Let's crack on. Let's do it. It'll be good. Good way to round out the year uh, with some cake and some park run and some fun. Um, mm-hmm. Good. Nice one. Nice one, guys. Uh, any more plans for McBemmer outings? Is 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 Paulie? Are you with uh, with Bemmer this weekend or? I'm not this weekend now, so I think the next one might be the Heaton Park one in December, Ooh. I think. Ooh. And then leave rocks up at Rotterdam uh, next next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Any um any plans to replace him? This there? weekend? No, no, we can't replace Paulie. We could replace you, Rob, and Matt. Yeah, yeah. With Appar- apparently easily so. Didn't even didn't even hesitate, did you? No, McBemmer just it just works, doesn't it? Much better. Irreplaceable, isn't it, Ben? Absolutely. There you, there you go. You've had you've had the rest. Now you've tasted the best. Oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> I didn't. I did. I didn't mean it to to be to be rude. Um, I think. Uh, we to, should we move on? Yeah. Should we do a roll call? Let's do a roll call. Oh, Paulie, we can put Paulie on the spot now. Yeah, come on, Paul. <laughs> give, give us your best roll call song. Roll call. Come on then. All right, partners, you know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? That was that was amazing, Paul. Well done. All right. <laughs> round of applause, Paul. Matthew Taylor, if you're listening, hang your tiny little head in shame. Like, 97 goes at that, and Paul's just done it better than you ever did. Um, and with that in mind, then, Paul, why don't you start us off? OK, I'll start us off. Um, so I wanted by um, starting off by uh, saying a congrats to Paul Griffiths, who bagged himself a huge PB this weekend at the Doncaster City 10K. So Paul Griffiths has been doing big things, getting improving all the time. So, yeah, knocked out a massive P 
PB at Doncaster 10K. So well done, yeah. Paul. Well done, Paul. And this one, there's quite a few Paul Griffiths shout-outs. He's done absolutely amazing, getting very, very close to that sub-50. And um, and, and you, you, this was before I think you realised that you were coming on this week, Paul, because you've shouted that out. Um, so you've just you've read out your own roll call, yeah. which is great. Um, but you also mentioned on the roll call that you also got your fastest time of the year at the Doncaster City 10K this week. So well done to you, Paul. Absolutely. What was it, 46.0-something? Very, very Yeah, 46.08. So yeah, quickest one this year. They're looking back through Strava. So yeah, really pleased with that. Formidable, buddy. Well done. Yeah, huge well done. Both bigging up yourself and from us as well. Um, Emma, what have we got next? Uh, Adam Brownie underscore runs wants to shout out Adam, also known as not bad for a fat dad, for his pacing duties at Wilmslow Festive 10K this weekend. Well done, Adam. Mr. Axford, well done. Absolutely smashed it. Um, uh, Wilmslow Festival 10K getting very close as well. I know it's not what's been shouted out, but it's 50 half marathons in a year. Uh, it's getting getting to getting to the Thunderdome for that now, isn't it? We're getting close. Looking forward to seeing him at the end of the year to finish that off with him. Uh, what have we got next, Benjamin? Um, we have one from Mr. Lord of the Running, Pete Marshall himself, fellow park run addict. Um, he is shouting out Leone for breaking sub one hour in her 10k at the weekend. Very so. good, amazing work, Leone. The eater of nads, not not Leone, uh, Pete. Oh shit, this is going badly. Um, ooh, how do I recover from that? Uh, Paul Griffiths again, also shouted himself out uh, for smashing the uh, the Doncaster City 10k we're not giving him too much love he knows he's amazing so we'll keep on going scroll to the next page for me McPaul okay next one is another one from Adam Brown underscore runs who said shout out to me and my Santa outfit at the Wilmslow festive 10k so, yes, he did. It, th- th- there was there was a team of them one there, I think. Sorry if I'm wrong, Adam, but I seem to remember from your Instagram pictures that there was a festive entourage, Santas and elves and Rudolphs and other assorted Christmassy beings. I don't I think I think they all went down together. Looked pretty cool. Um, huge well done to you, mate. Uh, Emma, what have we got next? Uh, Paul Locke, fat lad from what else? Wants to shout. It's another shout out for Leone for a 10K PB at the weekend. Very, very good. And always, just just to clarify, the disclaimer always goes, he calls himself Fat Lad from Woodhouse. Yeah. Emma is not being horrible. Not being, that's, that is his Instagram handle. That is his choice. That is not my words. <laughs> we, 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 we don't think he's fat at all. We think he's perfectly shaped. We love you very much, Paul Locke. <laughs> uh, ben, what's next? Um, runner Dean, he is shouting out his son Jaden for getting himself a PB at Junior Park Run in a time of 10 minutes and 41 seconds, which for 2K for a, for a kid is rapid. Very quick, isn't it? He knocked one minute and one second off his, uh, his PB there. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Well done, Jaden. Uh, another one from uh, Dean. It's an oh, York. Paul Griffiths with a huge 10k PB. I don't know who he pays to get all these people to shout him out, but flipping it. He must be doing something right on the old social media, mustn't he? Uh, well done, Paul Griffiths. You're an absolute superstar. Some 50s coming. And Dean wants to shout you out as well. What have we got next, McPaul? Next one is from running underscore runner 821, which I think is, is that Kelly Lou? That's it? Kelly, yep. Yeah, she's shouting out our good friend Bradders. She's saying, Bradders, what can I say? PB for Wilmslow 10K. He was nervous, yet well smashed it out the park. Well done, Bradders. Yeah, he's running from strength to strength this year. He's absolutely transformative to think where he was 
in terms of the brain hemorrhage and then not not just the brain hemorrhage because that doesn't define him uh, as a runner I know it's such a huge thing that needs to be taken into consideration but even how he's kicked on post-covid is just absolutely astronomical he's, he's running some super quick times uh, Emma who've we got next uh, so it's Kelly again. Uh, she wants to shout out Mark Crawford for smashing Wilmslow 10k. Um, so she's saying, I'm sure it was his first and last race of this year, super run. Um, yeah, so Mark's had a bit of a rough time. He's had a bit of time off running. Um, so, yeah, he's had an operation on his knee. Is it on his knee? Don't yeah, know. I think so. No, I think you're right. He's he, he's definitely been out of the game for a while. He's been hit the gym a lot, hasn't he? Um, he's been off radar for a while, which, which happens in, in life. Um, but yeah, he got he got out and he and he smashed Wilmslow, but for all intents and purposes. Yeah, he's he's definitely had an operation. So fair play to him. He's coming back and he's working his way. If I remember rightly, he ran uh, Wilmslow Progressive, just getting faster and faster. Yeah. Take, started to take the brakes off, any which is amazing. Hopefully, big mm-hmm. things coming in 2020 for you, Mr. C. Um, ben, who we got next? Uh, I don't know. Emma's just chucked her phone away with the screenshots on, so I can't see anything. Oh, Emma! That's a Matt Taylor move, that is. That is. Oh, there's oh, a, another page. I didn't realise there was another page. Sorry. Amateur. Emma, Emma apologises. Um, so, Doug, yes, Doug's here. Uh, Doug is shouting out Joanne's journey for putting in a comeback run, and also he's shouting out Leonie for banging in a sub-60 10k PB. Amazing. We're, I think we're between Leone and Paul for most love from the Fartlek family this week, aren't we? Um, but massive, massive well done to, to you, Leone. Well done to Joanne as well. I know she's going through a tough time um, at the minute and uh, and she's got back out on that treadmill and she's, she's started that, that running journey, got those endorphins flowing and uh, yeah, amazing job. Amazing job. Uh, where are we right? Is it me? It's me, isn't it? Yeah. Um, read, out, read out Simon's so then it keeps it nice and even. Shout out to Paul and Leone for smashing PBs this weekend and anyone else who did. Oh, here we go. Another one. Uh, I don't know. These these guys are doing something right, aren't they? They're the, they're the, they're the roll call power couple this weekend. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Paul, who's next? Next one is from Gary Ludwin, who says, big up to me as I did my first nonstop park run in a while as I come back from this hip injury. So well done, Gary. Oh, I love Gary Ludwin, don't we? Great guy. Um, amazing work. Yeah, Gary, keep on going. And Emma? Uh, little Slacky runs. Mike Slack wants to shout out Stephen Schubler uh, for dragging me to another PB at Doncaster 10K. So I don't know how much Slacky knocked off his time, but he's not been running much at the minute because he's got a job that involves a hell of a lot of walking. He's mm. been uh, struggling a bit so that to go and run a 10K and get a PB is just... Madness. It was 35, 14-ish maybe for 10K, something ridiculous. Came, um, came out and ran with me and you last week, didn't he, Ben? That was what, I think that's what got his eye in. I think it was the, uh, the, the joint coaching effort. Tuned him up right there and then. Fine-tuned. Definitely. And Shub himself, I mean, big shout-out to Shub. It was, uh, he ran 34-something, going mm. under 35 for the first time in, as he put it, Yonks. Mm. So uh, yeah, fair play to them both. There were quite a few people at uh, Donny that I knew. Leo, he was pacing. He paced mm. uh, 40, forty, minutes. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and uh, obviously loads of local club runners that we know that aren't far like family. But kudos to everyone at Doncaster. It sounded like a great race and uh, super fast and flat. So uh, maybe get yeah. you that one next year, Rob. 
Yeah, good day. I, I did it in 2019. I, my PB's at Doncaster. Well, yeah, it's, it's a nice class, isn't it? It's a nice one yeah, to do. My, 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 10K, flat. my 10K PB's at Donny. Um, yeah, I love it, love it. I don't know why I didn't do it this year, to be honest. But yeah, uh, uh, well done, everyone. Um, we've got, uh, where are we next? Ben? Uh, right, so where are we? So oh, I forget because I had to go and sort dinner out. Uh, Gary Ludwin again. That's the one, uh, yep. Boom Orange Carrot to, would you believe it, Paul Griffiths Ooh, for another track in 10K time and a great start with the pinks. I imagine he's talking about shoes there. I mean, I hope so. I, I, I believe that uh, Paul Griffiths has got himself some nice pink shoes. Mm. Yeah. So well done, Paul Griffiths. They must have They must have worked. Edges out in front. I was really considering whether to make a really rude joke, but I decided not to. Um, the man himself, Paul Griffiths, has got involved. He's uh, a big shout out to Alex for smashing that sub 50 10K at Wilmslow. Well done to you, Alex. I know she's been pushing for that for an awfully long time. So a huge, huge congratulations for you to getting that done. And what a humble guy Paul Griffiths is, eh? Despite his his own amazing achievement that has rocked the internet by the sounds of it, he's still got time to reach out and, and praise everybody else. He's that kind of guy, isn't he? What a guy. What a guy. Wow. And then we've got a, a couple uh, just just on the on the chat, so sorry if, it, if it's me taking over. Well, I always do it. Uh, uh, Sam Slater. Uh, we love Sam. Uh, she wants to shout herself out. Bit the bullet and booked Manchester Marathon. Might not sound like a lot, but she wants sub four and she's proud that she's taking the leap to believe in herself after a rough few months of running. That's well, I tell you what, you're not the only one who believes in you, Sam, because we certainly do as well. And we cannot wait to be there cheering you on at the finish line. Uh, she's going to smash it, I reckon. Um, and then I think there was just one more that came in and it was actually on the email. Somebody, somebody indulged me with an email. Yes. Um, yeah, and that was. Say that again. Can we have a guess who it was? Go on. Kirsty Porter. Oh, how did you guess that? Oh, I'm just good at guessing. She put it on group chat, didn't she? Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, she just put, I'm a little late with this, but I'd like to shout out Doug. And then she's put in brackets Darren. Don't know who Darren is, but I assume she's talking about our Doug. Um, For the kind of things, for the kind thing that he did for me. I was having major FOMO about not being able to be at Alton Towers weekend and also gutted not to get my very own What the Fart Like name stickers, which of course Doug made. Uh, I arrived home from my holiday to find out that he tracked me down and sent me some stickers of my very own. So very lovely of him and it totally made my day. Gotta love the What the Fart Like family full of beautiful people. Thanks, Doug. P.S. I'm sending this by email just to make Rob's day. And it did make my day. And I'm sure that'll have made Doug's day as well. Um, yeah, really what, what really kind hearted guy any Doug. It doesn't surprise me at all that he's done that. Um and we missed you, Kirsty. Uh you would have been very, very welcome um Artland Towers this year, but we will see you soon, I am sure. Uh is that it for the roll call, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, we did. Done. Uh well I think we need to get out of here. We need to do some thank yous. Uh Benjamin. You're going to start us off? Um, oh, yeah, look, I get to do a live one here. Um, th- well, I'll start with Nick Bester. Thank you, Nick, for coming on and your your awesome interview and uh, sharing your knowledge and et cetera, et cetera, with the Fartlight family. Um, mm-hmm. Big thank you to Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. Um, and then the next one's always to the newsletter, guys. But we've got one of them here with us. Mm. Dude. King, so, king, king of the newsletter. Mm, thank you to Nick Finney, to Jamie Denham, to Claire Forsyth, and to you, McPauley. 
Oh, thank you very much. Cheers. Oh, pleasure. No, thank you. Um, give a shout out to JP for organising the guests. Um, do we need to shout out JP Junior this week for getting really no. drunk? No, he's he he has yeah. done nothing. He has done nothing to be proud of. Like he Correct. just needs he just needs to be ignored so he can think about his actions, and then maybe come back next week, and we can accept him back. He's a naughty little boy. And he needs to drink less. And all the post pictures in the group chats. Yeah, exactly. Jack, you can do no wrong in my eyes. Carry on being you. Um, so and then a shout out to you, Rob. Thank you. For doing what you do. What do you do? Oh, no, uh, I do know what you do. Sol- soldiered, soldiered through whilst, oh. I don't know if you know this, but I've, I've kind of kept this to myself the whole time. You'll never guess what. I'm really ill. You're kidding. He's a, he's a brave yeah. little soldier. I am. I am. I'm a trooper. <laughs> I've, I've, I've put my fake sick voice on again, haven't I? Just as like that went away for about the last 20 minutes, and then now I'm like, Ugh, I'm so sick, but I'm still come on. Uh, yeah, but thank, thanks to you as well, Ben, and to you, Emma. No, pleasure, pleasure. We we love doing it. Um, I'm not thanking Matt because he couldn't be bothered to turn up. Nope. Yeah, we we waited for Matt, and then and then he decided he wasn't coming. Yeah, this was the most. This was let, 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 let's tell that story. This was the most annoying thing was that Matt had said that we'd organised recording. I'm not well, as as I keep mentioning. Um, we've obviously got Paul on, who's an extra factor to have to navigate. Uh, we I'm working away Tuesday and Wednesday, so we'd agreed that yes, we can we can all record on Monday night. That we'll get that done. We'll get it out of the way. Um, what time can everyone record from was the question. We all agreed we could record at 5.30. Matt then said, actually, can we wait till 6.30? So we all waited till 6.30. And then Matt said, oh, it turns out Donna's not in. I've got Isaac and there's no way I can get on and do it, which he should have known all along. Let's be completely honest. And um, and then so he was just like, I'm not I'm not doing you'll have to do the part run segment without me. So basically, fuck off, Matt. I'm, I'm going to kick him next time I see him. Right right in the nuts. <laughs> shins. I'm going to kick him in the shins. Like, like <clears throat> right in that fucking bony bit. <clears throat> yeah, you go for the bony shins, I'll go for the other bony bit. The boner. There we go. The uh, boner. You get him in the boner, and then Emma, just punch him in the nose. Just right in the... <laughs> right, right in that big old hooter of his. Bang! <laughs> You can find it just above the moustache. His nose is that's it's <laughs> yeah. underlined. It's underlined, so you can't miss it. Look, look, yeah, yeah. Look, look for the underlying nose. Yeah. Mm. Um, who else ended a bit? Statman John. John. Yeah, he was there. He was there before the early segment. Yep. Uh, Lou, Sammy, and Joe for being part mm-hmm. of them, doing the bits that they do. Yes. Um, I think that's it. I think that's yeah, it. Think- We've covered it masterfully. Uh, Emma, where can people find us? Do you want to give us a follow? We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple Music or Google Music. Um, and we've got a website, whatthefartlek.com. And we'd love to hear, Rob loves to hear from you via the email, whatthefartlekpodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, make his day. Send him an email. Uh, no dick pics, please. Just uh, something. Yeah, maybe a dick pic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a slow week. It's been a slow week. <laughs>
It's a it's a picture of Matt, by the way, because he's a dick. It's just a bit of the picture of Matt <laughs> smiling with that stupid mustache. Um, uh, yeah, amazing, good work, Emma. Thanks. Um, where are we going <laughs> next? Oh, oh, I need to tell, I need to tell you who's on next week, don't I? Yeah. Who's on oh, next week, Rob? Thanks, Paul. There you go. Finally, we got a professional in our midst. Um, uh, and I forgot who's on next week. Shit, hang on. Um, <laughs> Seamless. What a segue. Who is on next week? I'm sick. Um, oh, yeah. Don't bully me. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Sorry. It's because we've got. I've recorded the last. The next two episodes. I can't remember which one, which way around it was. Um, so we had a super fast man on the show yeah. this week, Nick Bester. How about oh. we go to. How about we go to a super fast woman? I know this one. We are going to be chatting. Well, I'm going to be chatting, and I've already done it. To the absolutely rapid. Uh, Becky Briggs. Becky Briggs. No. Becky Briggs is on the show. The under-23 European marathon record holder. Wow. Ran an astronomically quick time at Manchester this year. Um, yeah, just fast. 22 years old. Made me feel really fucking old in the course <laughs> of the conversation. That we had. Um, really good story. She's got a lot behind the story in terms of things she went through kind of during teenage years that she's had to battle and overcome. Um, and then big, big plans for you. She's injured at the moment. So um, she's kind of battling against that. Um, yeah, just, yeah, mind-bogglingly quick. It'll, um, pretty inspirational and, and some good hints and tips in there for people trying to drive their own running journey. So thank you, Briggs, next week, guys. Sounds brilliant. brilliant. Looking forward to that one. Um, uh, Rob, go on. Where can they find you on uh, if people want to find you and give you a follow? Yeah, good question, Ben. I wasn't expecting that. It's not like we do it every single week. I don't know why I forgot. Um, Little Run by Rob. That's where you can find me, sir. Where can they find you? Um, I'm at Sheffield underscore Strider. How about you, Em? I'm at EmmaJJ85. What about you, Paul? I'm at McPaul Road to London. There we go. And we're not going to tell anyone Matt's username because he's, he's not, not here. here. Nope. And he's dead to me. Um, that's it. I think we're nearly done, guys. I think uh, nothing left to say except if I've not said it for a while. So your runs, as always, continue to be wonderful. Uh, be excellent to each other, as excellent as you can be. Uh, be kind or just go away. And uh, we will see you next week as we as the road to 100 starts to draw to a close, starts to build towards an epic crescendo and conclusion um, as the holiday period, the long, dark nights kind of um uh, get close probably worth just finishing by just saying um you know remember as a community we are here for each other if you want to get involved please do it can be lonely it can be tough at christmas time um a lot of pressure put on people particularly in a cost of living crisis um around buying presents and keeping up with the joneses and doing what's expected of them on social media or or, or in society, culture, blah, 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 all that. Um, just, just if you can, if you're struggling, talk to somebody, talk to us, talk to family, talk to friends, talk to professionals, talk to companies, uh, people, uh, charities like the Samaritans and mine and just, just all, all those amazing people that are out there to help. But please don't suffer in silence. It's meant to be a happy time. Uh, this holiday time but it can be so difficult for people so a serious message to end with is just to say reach out don't suffer in silence don't suffer alone we're here for you um let's get through uh, uh, what can be a tough time together and let's enjoy the holiday period ho ho bloody ho anything else guys no that was that was lovely that was well put up
Boom orange carrot. Boom orange Not carrot. Not your carrot either. N Y C E. Nice. Nice.